Welcome to Agency for Change, the podcast that brings you the stories of people creating positive change in the world. We explore what inspires these change makers, the work they're doing, and how they share their message. Each of us can play a part in change. And these are the people who show us how. Hi, everyone. This is Lynn Weinman, founder and chief strategist of Kid Glove. Welcome to another episode of Agency for Change podcast. In the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic, healthcare workers have been on the medical front lines. However, community bankers are on the economic front lines. Today, we're talking with Jerry Dunlap, President and Chief Executive Officer, and Justina Roth, Chief Operations Officer of Farmers and Merchants Bank, about how they have been supporting the 12 Nebraska communities they serve. Jerry and Justina, it's great to have you both with us today. We're glad to be here. Good. Glad to be a part of your podcast. Good morning, Lynn. We look forward to this. Fantastic and good morning. Justina, this podcast has listeners from across the country who may not be familiar with Farmers and Merchants Bank. Would you start by telling us a bit more about the bank? Yes, we are considered a large bank for Nebraska. We have 12 offices in the small communities that we serve. Kicker is, is we offer products that U.S. Bank and Wells Fargo has to offer, but with a small town feel. So if you have an issue, we're more than happy to help. And you can give us a call or you can come on in and we will guide you through any issue you may have. You know, Justina, I'm going to disclose here that you are also our banker at Kid Glove. And I'm going to say, I know that to be true, that if I have a problem or a question, I know that I can call and somebody jumps in and knows who I am and helps me. And that is fantastic to have from a business standpoint. Jerry, I know that Farmers and Merchants Bank has a long history. Can you tell me a little bit more about when the bank was founded and how you grew to have presence in 12 different communities? Well, my family has been in banking for a substantial period of time. Began with my grandfather, Maynard Dunlap, who in the 20s uh, worked in a bank in Douglas and then eventually ended up buying the bank. And then over a period of time, they acquired other individual banks and those banks were operated separately until Nebraska changed its laws and allowed for multi-bank holding companies. And at that point, several of the banks were moved to me and several went to other family members. My father uh, came to Milford in 1950 when they acquired Farmers Emergence Bank. After the initial merger of some of the family banks into this bank, the bank then went forward and acquired offices. It's been always been my goal to not pay out bank profits and dividends, but rather to accumulate capital and then go ahead and expand. And so over a period of time, we've acquired different offices with the last acquisition being the failed bank in Erickson. So Jerry, it's interesting. I wonder if if back then, if your your grandfather really realized what would become of the bank and how, how you would grow it into the new communities. I think that's just a great story. Now, Justina, my next question is for you. All of us know that 2020 has been a really difficult year as we face a global pandemic. It's led to shutdowns, quarantining, social distancing, and that's just to name a few things. 
how has this impacted operations at the bank? This is a great question. Bankers are considered frontline workers, and many people forget that about bankers. But under Jerry's leadership, we continue to operate as is. And that really stands the testament of how we how we do things and how we serve our community. His goal, along with our employees, was to not create more concern, but just continue to operate. Of course, we've been practicing appropriate distancing and, and all that greatness, but our goal was to continue to serve. So our doors have been opened and we have tried to do business as usual in all 12 offices. That's fantastic. You know, it's nice to have a level of calm from your bank when, when other things seem to be not as calm as they normally are. So now I know that with the economic impacts that are in place right now, I know you have been doing a lot of things. Jerry, can you tell me more about how the bank has been helping those who have been impacted? Yeah, we really enjoy helping people. And so we've spent a lot of time helping people through these, these times. Um, of course, one thing like Justina mentioned is that we appear, we want to appear confident. We want to help people just generally through talking to them and, and uh, trying to quiet their, their fears. But uh, in addition to that, uh, we participated in the uh, payroll protection program or the PPP program. Of course, in that program, the bank is, is uh, compensated for its work. So we did that. But then in addition to doing the PPP program, we also helped customers obtain the EIDL loan, which is a loan directly from the SBA, which they acquire online. In many cases, we sat down and went through the applications with them, worked them through, gave them advice and sent out memos on how to work that program. In addition to that, then we helped them with the Nebraska, Stab Nebraska Stabilization Grants. And under those grants, businessmen could obtain up to $12,000 in money grants directly from the state of Nebraska. So we sent out memos and helped people fill out those applications and work through that. That's now coming around for a second round. And so we've again contacted people, calling many of the people uh, who would again qualify. A lot of businesses can't qualify again, but definitely restaurants can, so we qualified them. Also, they opened up the grants to cosmetologists, massage studios, and similar businesses. And so since this was the first time, we called them, at least our customers, and advised them to go ahead and submit the grants. On the other side, uh, we've done forbearance where customers aren't able to make their payments. We have a large portfolio of student loans, and many of the student loans now are in forbearance because of the lack of uh, income caused by the COVID. Wow, you know, um, I can speak from experience that a lot of a lot of the economic relief packages have been very helpful, but also very overwhelming to particularly small businesses who may not have an accounting staff that that really understands all the forms. So I know I heard stories of bankers working long days, nights, and weekends to help their customers meet the requirements and make the deadlines. So I, I think that really is the picture of being on the front lines there. Now, Justina, I am really curious to know, so as a result of the pandemic, I know you are staying open and keeping the calm and keeping things going, but I'm curious to know if you're seeing shifts 
and how your customers are interacting with the bank as a result of the pandemic? Yes, we have seen a shift and fewer people coming in to the bank. They use our drive-throughs and, and whatnot. But the biggest shift has been to our mobile banking. And it goes back to that question, how are we different? We have a lot of mobile banking products from mobile deposit to a P2P, external transfer, just to name a few. And so our mobile deposit numbers have significantly increased this year. And we have a lot of new enrollees in mobile banking and internet banking. So it's kind of pushing us to go more digital and it's also providing us more education. So that customer service is really coming into play because customers are calling and asking how to use the products. Well, you know, a year ago, they, they never cared about mobile deposits. So there has been a greater mobile increase. This has really pushed, it's pushed a fast adoption of mobile and digital products that will probably stay with us to a certain extent after the pandemic. But won't you be great to have the day when everybody just feels free to come back into the bank again? Yes. That will be, that will be fantastic. So we'd love to see them again come back in. Right, right. I know you develop relationships with people that come in and, and you say hi and, and just get to know them really well. So, Now, Jerry, you mentioned uh, that earlier this year about the acquisition of, of Ericsson State Bank, and this was prior to the pandemic, and it was national news because it was actually the first bank failure in the United States in the year of 2020. What has that experience been like, and what are you doing to help support the community of Erickson? Well, it's been like a, it's been a real education for both Justina and I. Uh, the bank was uh, a little different in the way it failed, and so we have enjoyed that. Although it has been a lot of work, of course, we offered the the uh, payroll protection program, the grants that we talked about earlier, and the SBA loan. Uh, direct up there. And uh, that was a market that probably was underserved in those areas. Uh, a lot of the banks up there were smaller and didn't really participate in the PPP program. So that was a situation that we were able to, to work with them and, uh, and it worked out well. So we've also, of course, when we initially bid on the purchase of the bank in Ericsson, we had a lower bid. The FDIC came back and told us that we needed to bid more if we wanted to buy the bank, which we did do. Now, that had the effect of keeping the bank open because if we had not increased our bid, the FDIC would have closed the bank and paid out the deposit. So what we did kept the, the bank in the community. And as Justina mentioned, we offer products up there that, again, a lot of the smaller banks do not offer and they had not been available. A great example would be mobile banking because the distances are so great up there that mobile banking, but taking a picture of your check and depositing in it was a real success. We are going to, in fact, we've just knocked a hole in the wall in the bank building up there. We're going to install an ATM. There's no, well, there's one other ATM in the community, but it is a pay one and not always um, available to the customer. So we're going to go ahead and install an ATM into the community. We made a lot of loans, bought a lot of the loans, and so we made a lot of loans to the, the customers up there. As far as the um, city is concerned, the city wants to repair their 
uh, and paint their water tower. We've, we've committed to loan money for that. Currently, the um, village of Erickson and their fire department is building onto their firehouse, and we agreed to loan money for that. And so we've really tried to support the community. Also, we've been contacted by the uh, superintendent of schools up there, and they want to establish a daycare center in Erickson. And we've negotiated, I went out and negotiated with uh, a property owner to buy a building. And then we're going to work with the community up there to hopefully obtain grants to the Nebraska Department of Economic Development to build a daycare center in Erickson. They, the important thing, the, the reason the school districts are so concerned about it is they want their school district to survive. And so they want to start with a daycare center and get the kids used to coming to their, their daycare center and then hopefully move on into the schools. You know, I, I appreciate you sharing those stories and, and, and those examples, because I think those really illustrate how a community bank can support a community in so many ways. And Jerry, I know you have a long legacy, both you and your family, of being community focused. What has inspired that in you? Uh, what we really try to do is help people. I really enjoy helping people. And also we enjoy working with businesses and seeing those businesses grow. And so I know we've kind of worked with your business and seen you succeed and we're glad to see that and it just you feel you've really done something if you have started a business and that business has grown or successful same thing with with farmers or individuals who we can loan them money and see them prosper we really enjoy seeing that happen thanks jerry i do have to mention i do really appreciate that i mean having having a good bank and a good banker is an important part of the success formula for being a, a growing small business. So thank you for that. So Justina, we've heard a lot of great things about the work you've been doing this year. Could you just sum up for us what makes Farmers and Merchants Bank special? I really believe it's that community atmosphere. We, we talk a lot about it, but I firmly believe in the small acts of kindness. So we we go and send cards to people. We try to do activities that maybe other banks aren't doing, but just sets us apart. So for my example is we are, we have more cards and we know what to do with, but we send birthday cards, anniversary cards, get well, new baby, whatever it may be that that's kind of our small touch. And we get a lot of compliments back like, Hey, my bank actually sent me a personalized card. And to me, that's what makes us special is just the small acts. We're also planning a trunk or treat, and uh, so that, that I think, is something that a lot of banks don't do. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. you got to take care of the kids and families in your communities as well. So a lot of people have told me this next question is the hardest question that I ask, but we pride ourselves on having uh, this podcast be something that is inspiring, and I love inspiring quotes. Jerry and Justina, could you each give us a few of your own words of wisdom that can serve as inspiration to others? Yeah, well, I, I guess some of the things that I think about is, you know, we want to help people. We want to always be positive. We don't want to be negative. Uh, we want to come up with new ideas and then have the courage to push those out, move forward so that we can further help our customers. And the last thing I would say is that 
we would rather do what is right than be members of the right club. So we try to do what is right and we don't really care uh, so much about having the perfect association or the perfect customer. Wow, that's great. Justina, how about you? I firmly believe in shine. So in every challenge, no matter if it's good or bad, just remember to shine because you're gonna make a difference to someone. Oh, that is great. You know, that is really true. I think especially now a kind word, uh, a nice note, a smile, you know, that's one of the things I struggle with wearing masks during uh, the pandemic is because people can't see me smile at them. And I didn't realize how important that was to me. So Justina, how can people find out more about Farmers and Merchants Bank? Yes, they can check out our website, bankfmb.com, or we are on social media with Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Beautiful. Fantastic. Jerry and Justina, I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedules. I know you're working on that second round of economic stimulus and all sorts of other things, but I appreciate you and all that you're doing to take care of the communities that you serve. Well, thank you, Lynn. We appreciate you as well. Thank you for letting us participate. You've been listening to Agency for Change. If you're enjoying these inspiring stories, please subscribe. Is there a change maker you'd like to recommend for this podcast? Just visit the Kid Glove website at kidglov.com to share or to listen to more stories about the people behind positive change.